Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez. If freeze and chubbies in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Ari Galper. He is an author and CEO of Unlock the Sales Game and Mindset Club. His many books, some to mention, are Unlock the Sales Game, Trusted Authority, and my favorite, Lessons from Toby. He's been featured in CEO Magazine, Forbes, Sky News, and Australian Financial Review, and is currently known as the world's number one authority on trusted base selling. Ari, thank you for being my guest here today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Vince. Looking forward to it. I have to address the issue that you're in Australia because uh, our viewing audience or listening audience is in the United States. So it's quite early your time over there. I appreciate you getting an early start and including us in on your day. So- uh, No problem at all. Okay. All right, well, well, what I would like to do is touch on, you know, you're living on the show, you're American born fella. So where, where were you born at? Sure, I'm originally from California, from San Diego, grew up there, uh, you know, went to university, UCLA and California guy. And um, I met my wife on a dating site about 20 years ago. This is pre-swiping. This oh, is wow. just a photo and, photo and text. And uh, yeah, she was she's from Sydney, was working in Los Angeles. We actually met there. We started dating. And then she said, why don't you come out to Australia and meet, meet my family? And I was like, whoa, that's a long trip, but I'll give it a try. So we came out here and then we got engaged here. And then she married here. And then we decided to start our life together in California. We went back there. And about six months later, a gift came to our lives. And that's our son, Toby. And uh, the day Toby was born, we were told that he had Down syndrome. And at first, we didn't realize what went to our lives. We realized we had a gift on our hands. If you know oh, someone who has Down syndrome, you know they're beautiful people. They're loving. They're transparent. They have no hidden agenda. You can't help but to give them a hug. Yeah, your book is beautiful. What, now, what I want to do is touch on your childhood. So in San Diego, what, did, you, did you have any siblings? Yeah, one sister there. My dad was a psychologist. Um, I uh, grew up there in a nice community. Um, we went to summer camps together. So pretty, uh, pretty nice growing, you know, growing up with a close family. And then um, I just, I spent a year abroad in the Middle East. And um, yeah, I had quite a few travels. And didn't oh, when you're going here. through uh, high school, um, what were your, some of your interests? What activities did you participate in in high school? What high school did you go to? <laughs> go to? Uh, it was called Patrick Henry High School. Okay. And uh, I was art history. Uh, I really enjoyed art history there and economics. Uh, just being a kid, you know, uh, growing up. So you participate in some athletics or any of the like society clubs yeah. or things of that nature. Now you graduate yeah, exactly. high school and you go to UCLA. Now, That's right. A lot of kids at, at, at that age, um, they're still kind of figuring out what it is they want to do. Now, you know, and where were you at when you, you graduated high school in that San Diego area? Now you head north into Los Angeles area and life's about to begin in the big world of Westwood. So how did that go down? It is a big world there. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I know is I wanted to go to UCLA uh, for, for whatever reason, the, maybe the sports, 
the, the the company, you know, per, the, the the organization perception. Uh, I took a tour there. I just love the campus. It seems so exciting. So now, what so, academics uh, did you take up when you were there? Then, actually, political science, believe it or not. Okay. Um, I was a uh, student there, political science, and really found my footing in terms of getting myself organized, studying, and met some great friends. And actually, uh, the highlight was I joined the de- the debate team. Okay. We had a national debate team for UCLA, and I was one of the top debaters there. And we went to national tournaments. I'd come home with. You I know, got trophies. a feeling that debating came in mighty handy when you went pro with the sales. <laughs> it sure did. The funny <laughs> thing is. Most of the other people in the team became lawyers. I didn't want to become a lawyer, so I went to sales. That would be affluent there in UCLA attorneys. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. So now you get out in the work world. What was your first experience? You went and worked for another company and... How did your professional career begin? I went right into sales, door you to door. You jumped into it. And you're selling yeah, door I, to door. What were you doing door to door? Uh, we sold yellow page advertising for little mini yellow pages. went into your into your glove compartment. They were called cellular yellow pages. That was like an innovation back then, where you could pull over on the side of the road, grab that big cell phone with connected wire, oh, yeah, that's and right, you can call, for pizza, call for a pizza, call for dry clean pickup. And literally, it's like a little mini yellow pages. And uh, I went to, they took me to Seattle there and I was owned, it had a territory. And I walk into the, to this, to the stores in the area. And I'd say, you know, I'm with seller yellow pages. We have a new book coming out and it goes to the glove compartment. And um, here's a sample of the book. I show them a little sample. And the night before what I do is I go to the normal yellow pages. I'd find their ad. And I recreate their ad into one sheet into three sizes. It was a small size, a medium size, oh, and a large great size. Great idea. I call the I call the pizza clothes, and then <laughs> I go in there, and I show them the sample, and I'd say, um, "Look, here's the book. They'd hold it. I say, here's what I recommend. I think you should give it a try. You know, nothing to lose. It's new. Uh, here's a couple some options for you to put together. And I open the show them the sheet, and I said, "We have a small and a medium and a large size. Which one would you like to try?" Excellent. They always chose the medium one. Yeah, they didn't want to spend too much and didn't want to look too fancy. Now, let me ask you a question. That sounds very similar, like technology evolving into like what we have with Siri and these kinds of things where it's voice activated. So it was along those lines. I, You know, that sounds brilliant at that point in time when cellular is just starting. You're in a voice activated category in a phone category, which just got hotter and hotter as time we go by. So you're jumping into sales. So now there's going to be a tipping point here where you're going to decide you can do something on your own. Cause I think this is inevitable that most salespeople that are driven, uh, they're, they're like a closet entrepreneur. They just don't know it. And, you know, so the reality is you start to develop your skill more now, because I want to interject this before you answer that is what you're teaching in the trust-based authority right now, um, you've been doing this as long as somebody like Tony Robbins is doing his category of motivating people. So I find it rather interesting how things kind of come around and timing's a beautiful thing where you're sitting here poised in your position to use your trust-based authority in selling 
in a world with the internet that just does not like being sold. And you're bringing this in on a whole nother level. So I like for you to share with me a little bit about how your trust-based and authority selling uh, started and then what have you evolved into now? Sure. So uh, I ended up in a, in a, in a working for a high tech company in sales there. I became a sales manager actually. And I managed 18 salespeople at the time. And the company offered one of the first online website data collection tools for website visitors, websites. It's now called Google Analytics. But back then, it actually was a different name. And wow. uh, so it was a fast growing company. Internet was taking off. And I got the big opportunities came across my desk. And this one call came in. I got the call. It was with a huge company. You recognize the name. And the contact and I had a great conversation. He said, Ari, let's do a conference call. And you can you know, show us what you do. I said, great. So we agreed to a conference call and a demo and the day finally came Friday afternoon, four o'clock and I'm in the conference room and I closed the door behind me, big long conference table, middle of the table is the old school speaker phones. Remember the three legs? Oh, wow. Yeah. Circle. You sit in front of the speaker. Yeah. So I, I, I hit the dial tone, dial the number. He picks it up. He's like, Hey, Ari, how's it going? I said, great. And he's like, let me, let me tell you, Ari, who's with us on the phone today. We'll go around the room. I was like, Oh, great. Didn't know it'd be someone else there. Next thing I hear is, my name's John, I'm CEO. I was like, ooh, this is good. My name's Chris, I'm head of global IT. This is even better. My name's Julie, I'm head of marketing. Amazing. I mean, everybody on this call was a decision maker. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. It's a red hot room. Yeah, very exactly. You can light a fire with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we, we all logged in together uh, online on a screen. And I started walking them through their live account that we tested in advance to show them what it looks like to see all the visitors behavior through website, you know, and um, I was showing this to them and I started hearing these noise on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe this. They started asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? How does the technology work? And of course, I had all the answers. There, were, there, I, I, there was so much chemistry on this phone call, Vinny. It was like a love fest on the phone. Oh, you know boy. what I'm talking about? And, well, in your position, this feels like this is a slam dunk at this point, too, because uh, these types of sales meetings are a bit of a chess match. It just felt so good. There was no resistance. I mean, this was the ideal situation. So an hour goes by. My contact is me. Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give us a call a couple of weeks. Follow up with us and we'll move this thing forward. I said, oh, thank you, God, I was so excited. I said my goodbyes and I'm reaching for the off button on the speakerphone and by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. And a small click happened and they thought I hung up the phone. In that split second, a voice inside of me says, Ari, go to the dark side, be a fly in the wall, go where no one's <laughs> ever gone before in the world of sales. <laughs> Okay, with and the I dark pulled, side. <laughs> I pulled my thumb for a couple seconds back and they started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner, from East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and body, body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Now, this is not a trick question, but what would you imagine they would have said after a call like that? What would you expect them to say after a call like that? Well, they're, they're talking about what they're going to do in the next couple of weeks when you call back. 
you'd expect that. That's what they've led you to believe anyway. Well, let me share with you what I heard verbatim. That's why we're all here today, and uh, I'll fill you in. Here's what they said. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife in heart twist. I was in a state of shock. I could not believe it. I finally hit the off button, looked at the wall, and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I was competent. I was technical. I did everything by the sales book the right way, which I thought. And then I had an epiphany. I said to my, and I realized at that moment that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? It's okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information. We're definitely interested without having any intention of buying at all. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? Why all these games? Why drag me down this horrible, dysfunctional road of me hoping it all might work out and be disappointed? And I realized there is sort of this wall that's always up between you and your potential client. And unless you know how to remove that wall, diffuse the pressure, remove the tension that's underneath the whole process, you'll always have to fight the battle of not getting to the truth of people and chasing them. And that began my whole unlock the sales game premise 20 years ago with a concept that's let go of your goal of the sale and to focus on melting that wall down, building trust with people, whether you can create what I call a moment of vulnerability and they feel comfortable telling you the truth of where they're at, that you can see if you're fit or not. Mm -hmm. And ironically, when you make the shift like this and you have the process for this, then you can double your sales opportunities. Does this then happen before you call them back or does this happen because of what happened? Like they're asking you to follow up. Like, how do you, how do you handle that? Especially when you heard when the move button was on what they said, or it, it was just the beginning well, of the learning experience. I mean, that's kind of crazy because you got to be really crossed up in your thinking. It's like, well, what do I do now? Well, that's the thing. I back then I didn't know what I knew now. I just followed up and never got a call back. It was okay. rejection and disappointment. And then you're on to the this is the moment of of the rubber meeting the road. That's this the moment excellent. I quit my job. Wow. I left my job right there. Wow. So what what begins then here when you go, you're you're gonna go solo now at this point, then, right? And how how does the journey continue? I went on my own and I started my own business. And back then it was called reverse selling. And I thought uh, that was a great name. Yeah. And, uh, but turns out someone else was using it. So I had to change it to unlock the game. Uh, um, but um, I started on my own. I rented a room in a shopping mall uh, like for a workshop. I ran a couple ads, got a few people in, just started doing a bit, you know, consulting and training. I did a little bit of an ebook back then. Now, is this pre-artificial intelligence? Chat. Is this prior to the computer yes. coming into the game? So, wow. Oh, the so computer was still around. There's still websites, but it wasn't super high tech. If you have a story to share, tell us. How are you going to leave your mark? Leave your mark. Contact us. Leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez. Be our guest. Now, this is amazing. So now, I mean, you're standing on the top of the sales world on a global level. So it's like, I, I kind of want to touch on it. You mentioned Toby earlier, because 
I think that the sales uh, professionals have a tough reputation to try to get through. And, and you shared that a bit in your story. And they're, they're genuine people like you and I, and they're just trying to make a living. They're not necessarily always trying to get the, take advantage of people that they're selling to. So when you have a situation that is as humbling as you had in your, with your child, Toby, with the Down syndrome in the career which endeavor which you took, I mean, your whole life is, is touching to the core. You know, on the professional side, it's integrity. And on the fatherly side, it's an incredible amount of patience and understanding of something of which I'm sure you knew nothing about. And, and you shared briefly that he's this incredible blessing. So if you could, you know, share with me uh, your wife, Michelle, and you, and your first son is Toby, and, and kind of walk me through what happened as new parents. And then, you know, as this little boy starts to become a child and and, and the influence he has on you in your career. Well, like I said, at first, we weren't, no, we really weren't sure how to understand what was all happening. And then we started to really appreciate what a beautiful child this was. Uh, just so gorgeous. And we end up, you know, he ended up teaching us lessons about our about life, about how to be present in our lives and how to be transparent. And I, and I was so taken by his teachings and how he was how he currently is, that I took his philosophy and embedded it as the foundation of my approach of trust-based selling, because I said to myself, what if the whole, what if people became like him? What if they were loving and transparent with no hidden agenda? How would the world become if we could use him as a role model? And so I wrote a book about him, as you know, called Lessons from Toby, um, about how to be centered in your personal life. And I'm it's, taking a, it's a beautiful philosophy. book, by the way. I'll definitely put a link on there. Everybody should read that. But go ahead, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, not, no, it's okay. And I, I embedded his philosophies into our sales approach teachings. And that's what makes it so effective is because the human nature is to connect with other people they can trust. And in selling, unfortunately, we always have a hidden agenda. Our agenda is to try to make the sale. And because you have the agenda, people can tell you are not being fully authentic. And one thing he taught on me is how to be 100% authentic in someone else's world, how to let go of my own agenda and goal, be present with the person so they feel connected. And that's what creates that deep trust. That's what trust-based selling is, is when someone says to themselves, he just gets me. He understands me. He doesn't have a hidden agenda. He's not trying to sell me something. He wants to actually help me. I want to work with this guy. And if you get that kind of moment with someone, it's a profound moment. That's what trust-based selling is. It's an incredible story. Now, how, how old is Toby? And Toby has a brother now, doesn't he, Nathan? He's 18 years old, big brother. Yep, he's doing great, very independent. Uh, very forward thinking and Nathan brother and Jamie daughter and um, they're all doing great. Thank you. Uh, that's awesome. So I, I, I know you're a busy guy. So I, I asked all my guests when they come on here, how would you like to be remembered? How would you like to leave your mark? I mean, you're, you're incredibly on a global level with your profession, but you're a much deeper man than just your titles. So how would you like to be remembered? I think I'd like to be remembered as the person who held the flag up and said, we can make a better world together if we can let go of our own agenda and focus on helping someone else. That would make things a lot better in how we all live today. And that applies not only to the sales and business world, but also to how you treat people in life. That's beautiful. That that's one. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Ari, you're, 
a man of many distinctions and uh, I appreciate you being here and I look forward to uh, sharing your information with our audience, your books, uh, your website, your LinkedIn, all of where we can be found. Um, if you would, please just mention your web address so we can put it on the, the recording and we'll let you go and get on with your day. Sure. Just go to unlockthegame.com, just like it sounds, unlockthegame.com. And my books are there. There's a free master class there to learn about what we do and how we do it. And I think uh, if you're open-minded and you don't like the idea of selling the old way, then this might be what you've been looking for. Excellent. All right, Ari, thanks again and be blessed. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.